every time there's a big disruption in technology. When I first started doing them, a lot of them were just focused around cost savings. And then there really was a wave more around technical complexity. We're starting to see over the past couple of years, the rise of different things in cloud with SaaS applications and low-code, no-code applications, and all the new cyber and risk concerns. Really, it's about managing risk. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. In the evolving world of application landscape, enterprises are faced with the need to constantly optimize technology platforms to achieve their business and innovation goals. In today's episode of our Business Acceleration Podcast, we'll discuss the topic of application portfolio optimization and more. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, and I'm joined today by my colleagues Kyle Robichaud and Joe Nathan, Principals in our Technology Transformation Practice. Welcome, Kyle, and welcome, Joe. Yep, thanks, Gary. Thanks for having us, Gary. Kyle, why don't you start us off? This is a, you know, application portfolio optimization is an interesting topic, and people have been talking about it for quite a while, but how do you kind of define it? What's the scope here? Portfolio optimization is really, it's a practice that's existed for a long time. And these businesses, whenever there's new capabilities or new technologies are introduced, they're always looking for ways to optimize or to migrate from those older technologies to new technologies. And really, that's where we see the need for application portfolio optimization. At the rate of introduction of new technologies that we have today, the need for this application optimization becomes even more critical for organizations. Really, it's an assessment of the application landscape for that organization and to determine what changes should be put into place to optimize and and make it as efficient as possible. Joe, we've heard of numerous frameworks to do an application portfolio optimization. Is there a best framework that you've seen? Yeah, so it really depends on your objective or the why behind why we do an application portfolio optimization exercise, uh, Gary. Some of the objectives we kind of typically see clients do is right. So one is certainly looking at reducing your technology technical per complexity. Either you want to rationalize applications, you want to decommission your duplicative applications, and transactions in the use case or the objective for portfolio optimizations. Whenever there's a merger or acquisition divestiture, there's a need to kind of look at, look at your application portfolio. Either you want to kind of start rationalizing it or you want to start kind of splitting the application portfolio. Modernizing your aging application portfolio, that's a big need that existed for times. And some organizations also want to kind of start optimizing license, especially when they have a large footprint of cards or SaaS applications, they, they look at doing that. Off late, there's a big need for reducing risk and improved governance as well. So you have applications, you have data everywhere, so you want to make sure that you have this opportunity. Then there's also global relocation of application support as you have teams kind of dispersed globally. This is a big objective. And finally, right, a lot of companies are also as trying to kind of variableize their expenses or cost. So they are looking at exiting the data centers, migrating applications to the cloud. So that's also another big objective. So to kind of summarize, right, while there are different objectives and the data you capture, that's different. But overall, it's important that the data collection part, you want to make sure that you have a good, you maintain a good practice around capturing your application details. So that's going to be a premise for any framework that you use. Kyle, why don't you 
tell us a little bit about the why of application portfolio optimization and what are some of the objectives? Why are clients doing this right now? Well, you know, being in the consulting industry for over 20 years, I've seen a, a flux of the reasons why we're doing application portfolio optimization. So really, every time there's a big disruption in technology, I, I think Joe on the you know, mentioned a couple of things around when cloud came into play, when we moved from more you know, centralized to distributed, and in some cases, back and forth. Really, when I first started doing them, a lot of them were just focused around cost savings. So there was a, a need to drive cost savings throughout the IT organization or from the organization as a whole. And we would look at different levers that you can look at to find the savings throughout the organization, whether it be shutting down applications or optimizing your licensing footprint or whatever it may be. And then there really was a wave more around technical complexity, making sure you're not running applications that are out of support that are within your environment and also over years of either through acquisition or just constantly adding to the environment, just the amount of complexity you have across the landscape, whether it be through integrations or legacy platforms. And then, you know, the interesting that we're starting to see over the past couple of years with the rise of different things in cloud with SaaS applications and low-code, no-code applications coming into the landscape and all the new cyber and risk concerns, really, it's about managing risk. How do you make sure that your application landscape doesn't provide an absorbent amount of risk that you don't want to have within your organization and to be able to be confident as a senior leader in the IT organization to go back to the business and let them know that the IT is not really giving the business too much a risk. So really, it really has changed. And Joe, what, what have you seen out there? Yeah, I think risk is certainly a very important factor, kind of democratizing application development, low code, no code. So risk is certainly, so there's like data everywhere. So client companies are trying to see how they can kind of manage that through optimizing their portfolio on the current relooking where data is and so on. We're also seeing another trend Kyle, regarding AI capabilities with new AI capabilities coming and everyone's trying to jump into, you know, how can we get these into our, how can we start leveraging more capabilities? So many organizations are seeing they want to review their application portfolio. They are identifying areas where they can onboard new capabilities or replace even existing applications with platforms that leverage AI. So that's another big use case that we are seeing. Now, there's a tremendous amount of complexity here. I mean, some large companies might have thousands of business applications. How do you figure out where to start or what approach to take as you go through an application portfolio optimization exercise? Kyle? So at the end of the day, there's really no one single approach to doing portfolio optimization. There's a lot of different experts out there that have their own frameworks. They have their own methodologies. There's a, a number of different companies that have software platforms that will claim that they will do the optimization for you. And some of them, as long as the right data gets in there, they do recommend and help make the right decisions. But it really, there's a few things you want to make sure as you're going through this process, you do want to make sure that you have a solid business case and, and a reason why you're going through this exercise. And you also want to make sure you're, as you're making these decisions, you're putting together a roadmap so you're actually able to execute on some of the changes and, and achieve some of the goals and the values you're trying to do. And that really helps you understand that the financial viability of making these changes and provides that clear path forward. And in most cases, you'll see organizations that can self-fund a lot of these initiatives. Yeah, self-funding is really important, Kyle. And some organizations we've spoken with, right, they always fear there's okay, huge upfront expense or investment required for portfolio 
optimization efforts. So they try to shy away from it. And as organizations trying to become more agile, right? So Hackett has extended the concept of agile to app portfolio exercises as well. So what we start doing is we assess the app portfolio and identify candidates for either migration to another technology or replacing it with improved business capabilities. We would start identifying some quick wins when we kind of do the assessment. And we start working alongside the technology teams to see how we can quickly implement some of these recommendations alongside. So this makes it easy to kind of get into this sustained funding initiative. The second agile principle we use in our approach is also kind of sort of kind of looking at an application whole, right? Let's try to kind of break the application down. So what we do is to kind of take this application to a target state or to modernize it, to move it to the right target platform, right? It doesn't have to be like a one-step mega approach, big bang approach. You can kind of look at, okay, how do we kind of chunk the application up? So when we chunk it up, right, interestingly, what happens is you're able to kind of find out multiple applications that require the same recipe to migrate it or to kind of help transform it. So you would start kind of, once you kind of fix it or take one app, modernize one application or part of one application, you can use the same recipe to kind of do it at scale across multiple applications. So that's another agile principle we've seen use. And in both scenarios, right, it makes the funding a lot more easier, viable, and clients love this approach. They kind of get instant gratification from this approach. Now, there is one other important point I, w- I want to make here. There's really two ways of doing application portfolio optimization. And for the majority of the conversation today, we've really focused on the one where it's more of a, a one-time exercise and ad hoc activity when a company is going through something like a merger or a huge cost-cutting initiative. There's also more of a, a continuous application portfolio management where that process is managed normally by an enterprise architecture group within the organization. And that will be more of a constant monitoring of the application landscape, developing what those roadmaps need to look like and do that on a continuous basis versus something that's more expedited. A lot of times when it's more of an ad hoc, there's different drivers that are being used versus just maintaining the application landscape. We also see there's a lot of companies out there, they might have an APM process in place, but a lot of times they'll be done ad hoc and it won't have the ability to scale where if you have to make a large number of decisions on an expedited basis, they really just don't have the people and or the capabilities to be able to do that. And really that's where the one-time exercise comes into play where they're able to optimize their landscapes. Yeah, and if I can add, Kyle, uh, you brought a very important point about application portfolio management process. Many organizations have kind of architect or implement or kind of brought that as part of core practice within their enterprise architecture teams. And about 10 years ago, right, this was a newly introduced concept. So many enterprise, so we worked with many enterprises to kind of organize APM processes or start adopting APM processes. So that's a really good point that you brought up. Okay. Well, thank you guys both, Kyle and Joe, for sharing your insights and your expertise with us today. And thank you listeners for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackett.com.
thehackagroup.com. <laughs>